Hey, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Cells today on. Perfect. Welcome to another episode of Press B to Cancel, a retro gaming podcast. Well, most of the time. I am your host this week, Jake. And uh, we got a special episode. We're going to be talking about a game, a game that has been out for a while, but it recently got a new DLC. We're talking about Dead Cells, which is a fantastic indie title for Motion Twin. But not alone. No, I'm joined by two good friends of mine. Wolf, how are you doing this week? I am moderately addicted. We'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. We're gonna compare to a numbers game. In a I guess I should I should <laughs> clarify before anybody is like, "What's <laughs> happening?" No, no, it's 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 the usual. It's video games. Yeah. <laughs> this week we're gonna discuss werewolves, cocaine habit, and depth, and break it down for everybody in the community. <laughs> I brought the rubber hose, dude. Yeah, Jared, how you doing this week? <laughs> I'm holding up. We're doing all right. We're, uh, all right. we're hanging out. I'm in, I'm excited to do this episode. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, just to quickly introduce it to the people who've been living on a rock for like six years, Dead Cells is probably, you know, Dead Cells is one of my examples of early access done right. Uh, it was created by a company known as uh, Motion Twin. It was actually their second game to, to be released. And they released it in early access in, I think it was May of 2017. And then they later released it fully in June of 2018. But unlike a lot of games, they just been constantly updating it. To the point, actually, where when they wanted to work on a new game, <laughs> members of their team who still wanted to improve on Dead Cells and add to it broke away. They formed their own company called Evil Empire, and they work with Motion Twin to keep the development of Dead Cells going. So it's no longer with Motion Twin, wow. although a lot of the original staff are are this new company working on it. So it's in the in for the long haul. It's had, I want to say, five DLCs at this point. The big, the one that came up recently was uh, Castlevania. So it's Dead Cells Return to Castlevania or something on those lines, which is fascinating to me because I love Castlevania. I love, I love how Konami had this IP, but Konami, as many people know, doesn't really make video games anymore. They've kind of quit. They make Pachinko and not much else, although they are slowly kind of getting back into it by farming out Yo, their IP Pachinko to other is, companies. Pachinko is hot fire. You... You slow your roll, bud. Well, all right. Maybe I'll get a pachinko machine for my room. Maybe I'll do that, but but not today. No. So pachinko has staying power, man. <laughs> pachinko was well, popular somewhere. I mean, it does though. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the power of gambling. Speaking of addiction, <laughs> so. But uh, so Castlevania is one of those franchises where everybody's kind of like same thing. It was fantastic. You know, all the Game Boy one, uh, advanced ones were great. The the what's the guy who made Castlevania the the newer ones what was his name Koji Igarashi Igarashi right so he actually because Konami wasn't interested in making more games he broke away and, and made a spinoff uh, uh what's it called Bloodstained which is fantastic and there's also two D makes done by Inti Creates fantastic games in that Castlevania style Bloodstained is cool well but he yeah, did he do great. Curse of the Moon too yeah. That's I'm sorry, yeah. Curse of Moon is is it Bloodstained Curse of Moon? It is because I know they did the symphony. It did the Symphony of the Night version, which was Bloodstained, 
And then yeah. there was Curse of the Moon, and then there was the other one. I didn't know if Bloodstain was like the overall yeah. title of the game. All the same universe, yeah. but it's kind of like a, a prequel to Bloodstain, the the 3D one. So, but like the they're great games. It's a great franchise and a great style of games. And there has there's been a real lack of them. So when I saw the announcement of Dead Cells, which definitely wears the Castlevania influence on sleeve, even though it is a roguelike was actually partnering with Konami to get their IP to do Castlevania DLC, I couldn't have been more excited. Like, this was probably the highlight. I think it was Summer Games yeah. Best Chart when this came out, and I, I could not wait. So I'm ex- I was excited for this. Um, so let me start real quick, because you guys have a lot more experience in this game than I do, <laughs> probably as usual. I bought it in early access in 2017, played the hell of it, and then I kind of stopped, telling myself I would wait for the full release and when it fully released kind of didn't touch it for a while later grabbed on the switch put a few hours into it but again fell off it i haven't really gotten back right. into it until this dlc so i'm about 10 hours in all said and done on steam so i want to talk to you guys i'm gonna start with you chard because i know what wolf's number is <laughs> chard how much have you played of dead cells and what what's it been like with you have you played it before is this the first time with castlevania what's your experience with it so far Oh no! Oh, he oh no! <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I... start. He's gone. He's like, <laughs> oh shit! He started me first. I'm gone. I don't want to talk about this tonight. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> guys didn't tell me this was dead cells. Oh my gosh! Hold on. I'm gonna have the side <laughs> window up. Well, while we're waiting, I'm trying to figure out when I got this game. Well, I guess to start with. <laughs> We'll start with you, Wolf. You've played what? An hour, maybe yeah. two of this game? What's do you know how many oh, hours you put into this game? Give or give or take 120. <laughs> 121 <laughs> hours. I was joking well, with Chard before Steam we, we went live. The Steam Deck makes it simple to do. <laughs> so I was joking with Chard before we started. He's got 20 hours in the game played. And then I'm like, take a guess at Wolf's got. And he and he's like over hundred. I'm like, he has 22 hours recently your recent hours is more than charred <laughs> and then, yeah 121 hours total yeah you've played a ton of this a ton yes i i wish this were easier to find the information i thought it used to tell you like when you bought the game but i'm not seeing it on here i just see the release date but i know i you know what i can actually get a better number for you real quick okay so i got it in 2019 Okay. Probably mid-year because I know I got it around the same time I got a robot named Fight because that was like something that was really there's a subreddit I go to for Metroidvanias, right? And really popular idea on the subreddit at the time was you know, roguelite Metroidvanias. And so this got lumped in there with that and I feel like that doesn't accurately describe what Dead Cells is. Like, if you took a cursory glance at it, yeah, it kind of fits, but not really. It's it's very much its own thing. It's not really a Metroidvania. It's right. It's an action platform, platformer roguelite that you get to access some new areas when you complete certain major tasks in the game, and then those new areas are permanently accessible in later runs. It's not like a Metroidvania where you have to go find the thing that lets you traverse all these new types of things, right? It's just you get the unlockable and you're done with that. Like, that's now something you can do. So 
I got this game back around, like I said, mid 2019, probably is my assumption. And I kind of liked it, but it didn't really click with me. The malaise system that was in the game at the time that is since, uh, as far as I know, been removed or at least heavily, heavily reworked to where I haven't seen it yet playing on with just two stem up to two stem cells. Uh, it might that? be back in like four or five. The malaise system? system. Yeah. Uh, so you had like a, there was a yellow bar that used to fill up next to your health bar. And I think it would cause you to do less damage and you would do less healing when you collected items and stuff like that. So it was a lot more. I hate using this term, but it was a lot more of a souls like than a Metroidvania at the time. <laughs> OK, all right. <laughs> I know everything is like it's a souls like it's a souls like <laughs> I don't do that. So when I say it's a souls like like it, 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 it kind of is. So all the tropes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in Dark Souls, there's some sort of system where you're weaker, like it's the humanity system or something, or I don't, not played enough Dark oh, Souls to remember, but. Yeah, you you kind of turn to a zombie and then you go to a campfire and you get your, your face back or something. It was very odd. Yes. I ran around ugly half so, the time of that game. I think the malaise system was something similar-ish to that. And that kind of spun me off of it. It made the game more complex than i think it needed to be and there might be people who loved it it might still be in there at five stem cells which means i might never get the fifth stem cell like, <laughs> or or see what's behind that five stem cell door at the end of the game you know but uh well, maybe, ex maybe explain okay sorry keep going but i want you to explain the stem cell system because i actually have not <laughs> i've not played the game enough to actually do one complete loop through the game so i don't know the stem cell stuff at all Okay, so the game is called Dead Cells. It It's sort of a, a reference to two types of things in the game. One, you start off in prisons. So you're running through the prison cells. So that's kind of the, the face value aspect. And then there's the, the more subtle aspect, which becomes a lot less subtle the more you play, in that you're collecting the cells of the dead or, the, you know, your enemies as you produce, as you proceed through the game and when you the first time you complete a difficulty in the game and beat that boss you get a stem cell that lets you crank up the difficulty by one notch and then when you beat that difficulty you get another stem cell and so on until you've got up to five i've only got three i've only played tier two difficulty i've not tried the tier three well I've tried stem cell two, which is tier three. I've not tried stem cell three yet. I'm kind of scared. But I was working to unlock goodies in that, and that's kind of why I've not progressed further. Now, what the stem cells do is they make the game more difficult. Uh, they ramp up various aspects. Sometimes it's just enemy damage and health. Uh, sometimes it's... Uh, it affects the kinds of things that drop. It affects the kinds of things that you can unlock. So the cells that you collect, you spend to unlock weapons, gear, equipment, for them to be permanently something that can drop in the game. Right. And, okay. and, and outfits. You know, this game's got hundreds of outfits. Well, dozens of outfits, I should say. Because there's, there's I think a there's lot. Like Especially with the DLC. There's like there's, a lot of outfits. Yeah. And... 
the you can also spend those cells on upgrading your potential drops. So you can upgrade how often the drops will be uh, instead of just base quality, they'll be plus quality or plus plus quality or S quality. And so that's kind of why I stopped progressing because I didn't want to be more difficult without having the best of that I could unlock. Right. Um, but the game is, it's interesting in that there's, so there's boss round A, boss round B, and then end boss. Each gameplay loop has that. So there are certain bosses that fall into boss round A. There are certain bosses that fall into boss round B. And then there are a couple of bosses that fall into the end boss of the route. Um, and so you end up playing through two to three areas before each boss, and then one more area before the end boss after that. Okay. You... So there's only three bosses in a, in a run, really? Per run, yes. Oh, shoot. Then that means I was almost done. Damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, there's... It's I started to piece together some ideas. I don't know how much if you've played enough to wonder about who the main character is yet. But I started to wonder after a while. I was like, okay, the main character, we have no idea who he is, but they make a point of him, you know, like being the one who can do something about this, right? The you know, make the the whole island kingdom is sort of undead or something, right? Like that's all you kind of get out of it. Save for There's a handful of humans plot. who live in yeah. the prisons where you start every run. The, it doesn't seem like there's much plot, but there kind of is. It's just a little buried. It's, uh, okay. it's, it's not quite Elden Ring buried, but it is, <laughs> it is kind of buried. You have to fall. There's what there's called lore rooms, right? Right. So anytime you enter a special type of room, be it a shop, uh, a treasure room, or these lore rooms that are highlighted in light blue on the map, time for your gameplay run stops. And I'll come back to that in a bit. But these lore rooms are where aspects of the kingdom's history and what led up to the circumstances that you're now playing through happened. Like It, it gives you that backstory there for the most part. Sometimes you'll find an NPC or, in certain cases, bosses that uh, drop more lore on you. And I have a suspicion that there's a final chunk of lore for me to find yet behind okay. the five stem cell door at the end of one certain boss. Okay. So there, Yeah, I remember the lore rooms, but it's usually like a, a dad joke, kind of, right? There's <laughs> one or two lines at most. But you're right. There are some, I guess, that have story to it. I guess I have not seen no. all of them or enough of them to kind of sometimes um, piece there's the story. Sometimes your dude has like ten boxes of dialogue. Really? Uh, sometimes he'll read. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes he'll read a few boxes of, you know, what happened with these characters or what happened in this room that resulted in what we're doing now or stuff like that. Right. So it it okay. gets deeper than it seems like it would. Um. But the, yeah, they're also usually a little bit humorous to sort of lighten the tone because that's that's the game. It's got a sense of humor despite all this horrible it's on this island, right? Well, your your main and character so, has got no head, right? You're literally a dead guy with no head. <laughs> you just got a flaming yes. orb where your face should so, be. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you looked through the outfits. There's one named Bobby's outfit. That's the one I use. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So your character, for all intents and purposes, is technically Bobby, but only because you're using Bobby's body. Bobby was the name of the person whose body your little, you know, amorphous blob sort of <laughs> possessed okay. and brought to life. <laughs> okay, so you're saying maybe not so maybe the body you're running around you, in and fighting in is not necessarily the main character. The main character is the blob thing that kind of inhabits the body. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And it's it's left a mystery for a long time who that blob is. Uh, okay. The more you play, the more you sort of piece it together. And in one of the DLCs, you do finally get, and I had sort of pieced it together before that. It was kind of my, becoming my theory. And one of the bosses actually has a ton of dialogue that he shares with you. And when you finally beat that boss, you find out who the main character is. Okay. I have not gotten that far yet. <laughs> and That's I don't know if we want to spoil that or not. I don't know if it's it's super important or going to ruin anybody's gameplay. But uh, the way it was revealed was rather entertaining. Okay. <laughs> I haven't gotten that far, and I'm kind of interested now. So maybe, maybe avoid spoilers in that part. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. Oh, All right, looks back. Like so we're going to pause here for one second. Back. Yeah, okay. give me one sec. All right, we're back. There so, we Chard, okay. Walsh is filling us in on the, the deep lore, which rivals Elden Ring and how obscure it is. I didn't even know this game has listen, lore. And listen, put my freaking it. computer just crashed <laughs> in the middle of this episode. Do not antagonize me, please. Thank no, no, I I'm serious. Like, I, was, I actually I mentioned Elden Ring while you were gone. You hate me. Yeah. Why do you guys hate no. me so much? No, it was because I... I was talking about how the lore in this game is a little bit buried. Not yeah. Elden Ring buried, oh, yeah, where you have to read through item descriptions, but it is a lot of lore rooms where you have to stop and you interact know, with multiple things that you may not notice you can interact with. I'm just going to go out and say this right now, okay? Uh, the gentleman that created Elden Ring has been known as one of the most people's, one of the top influential people. This is true. This is all true. Uh, because of his ability to storytell, thank you very much, was in the interview. So before you start talking un ununderstandable storytelling, you just look at 100's top most influential yeah. people and you'll see uh, Misaka on there. So let's please continue. <laughs> not, not saying he's not influential, just I don't see him influencing story. But anyway, that's a whole other episode. I hate it here. <laughs> God, I hate it here. All right. <laughs> I was uh, I was lurking uh, on the other end of the phone, so I made sure that to not completely miss everything. But um, I missed a lot of stuff. So wh where were, okay. where did we leave off? Well, we left off trying to ask you what your experience was with the game. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. where so, you disappeared. So Wolf's played for about Listen, five this minutes. No, this game's no <laughs> so. Elden Ring, okay? But it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> I always feel attacked as if I designed and created Elden Ring and I had anything to do with the story. Um, no, I, um, so I, I played this game uh, during, I think it's early releases. I watched, um, 
I watched Sarconius. Uh, shout out to Sarconius uh, a couple times. Play this game on one of his many indie nights that he throws together, and I was like, "This is pretty cool." And I believe my my friend Lord Optic and I, who the channel knows, um, talked about playing it off and on here and there. And I just I don't think I ever got around to doing it. And then eventually, I think it was a couple. It had to have been at least a year or so ago. And I think I think I got this game, and it was right before it was out of early release if i remember right it was still in early access and then like not not too long after that they released it this game is super fun but i didn't understand how any of it worked i didn't get i didn't get like what i was like i was dying all the time and i I didn't realize that you use the cells to level your stuff up to get stronger so you can have uh, the same weapons or have you know repetitive weapons and i didn't know about the accessibility modes i didn't know anything about that stuff so I was like, nah, I shelved it because I was like, ah, this is hard. I'm not, I'm not having fun. I just keep getting the same start over, over, over again. And I'm, I'm getting old with it. So I stopped playing it for a while. I forget what happened, but I, I think I took off game, game pass and I ended up getting this game some, in some way, shape or form through steam. Um, and then getting the steam deck in general pretty much changed everything it changed all indie games for me like anything that i would find myself playing repetitively in front of my computer it was just easier to do on steam deck so i fired it up and i'm like wolf i'm addicted i was i was very addicted for a long time (laughs) we were playing it for a lot and then and then i kind of simmered down a little bit and stopped playing it then they announced the castlevania dlc that was coming out in quarter one we still in quarter one or quarter two whatever and i was like oh that's that's freaking cool. I'm going to wait until this comes out to have a little bit more spark to it or whatever. It comes out and I've been hooked. I've been playing it. I love the music renditions that they did. I love um, the characters. I love I love some of the, the, the hidden weapons and the stuff you can find. I love Alucard and Richter and all those guys running around doing their thing in the game too and, and having like the lore. But I mean, the lore from uh, you get the nail from uh that oh, game hollow that i knight. like yeah hollow, hollow knight. knight yeah you get yeah. the the guacamelee things you get there's so there was so i mean there's so much that they intertwined in this game on top of the dlc and on top of the other stuff it's it's well, spectacular i think all those other indie games referenced are pulled in with the free dlc right they are i, I believe so yes yeah. Yeah, no, Unless a lot of that like stuff came from the earlier stuff. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had, I it's... had the Dead Cells base game right, and I started playing it, and then I, I bought the Castlevania DLC, and I could only do the DLC, the Castlevania stuff. So I'm sitting on my couch with my Steam Deck, and I'm like, I just buy it all. So I, <laughs> I bought, I bought all the DLC in one sitting, like right after I bought Castlevania. <laughs> Um, and then I've been playing it off and on, but I, I keep going back since it's new, I keep going back and forth and I've learned, I've learned how to play it better. Like at first it was like, well, these weapons are cool. You know, it was a lot of surface area stuff, but then, you know, you learn how to upgrade your stuff. You learn what to focus on. You, you go find all the, um, the craftable things that you can, you can, you know, unlock with the different cells and stuff. And after we started getting somewhere and started actually like figuring some stuff out, the game became super fun to play. Some of these bosses are freaking impossible. The tower bosses where you got to fight like three different people at, at, at a time going up and the thing's on fire while you're going up. So you have to deal with this level with the fire burning up and then there's a dude shooting at you and then there's a middle ground and you have to fight one of them and then you beat him 
and then they disappear and then fire burns and another one shows up that like shoots bows and arrows and stuff at you and you get past that then you gotta fight that one and then there's like a third one then you have to fight all three at the same time is stupid i it, it oh my god it's just so freaking hard but I mean, the play, the gameplay, you you feel like a bad, you know, I I talk very often about like ninja games when we did our, our ninja march radness thing about feeling like a badass. And as you progress through this game and you get some cooler weapons and you get, you get some better upgrades, you feel like a badass. I'm watching your playthrough here where you're warping behind people and you're doing all this crazy yeah, well, fast movement <laughs> shit. It's, it's that was fun. Like after you get to that kind of level. Then it's, I mean, and you're not, you don't have to be ultimate level. You just get to that level of like, oh, if it unlocks a few things, it really opens up the game for you. <clears throat> well, the, the warping around thing is a very specific weapon that uh, I guess is worth mentioning. You, it's the Alucard sword. Oh, is that right. the Alucard sword that does that? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that you, would make sense. You can't unlock it until your second time, I think, in Dracula's castle as your end game boss. Gotcha. Gotcha. I thought it was the yeah. phase shift because there's a phase shift uh, attack that you get a little bit earlier on and you can go yeah. there. There, I love the I love the food is Castlevania food. You could change it. You can change it to like whatever. Yeah, I see you're running it on and stuff. I, th I thought that was really neat, too. And of course, the music is just killer. The music's the music's mm -hmm. really, really good. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to touch back on what you mentioned about uh, the cells and unlocking of of items. And that was probably why I fell off it in the beginning as well is that the lead up time to kind of get into the game deep to get that hook, the hooks get into you. You really need to unlock a few weapons and shields and items. And it does feel a little bit slow. Once you've, once you get into the game and you kind of, you can easily progress through several different stages of the game, you get those cells. There's even uh, things added to the game that uh, increase the number of cells that drop for a brief period. And once you get a few rounds of right. those, it's kind of, it kind of snowballs, but the first 20 runs, it may feel like, can be a bit slow and that's probably maybe not so great but once you get into it it's it's really fun and you feel like a badass right from the get-go the first thing i love about this game i'm gonna ask you guys in this game how often you open doors what's your door opening count for me it's zero because <laughs> i bust every fucking door i come across there's I, full there's speed actually, no slowing down a, it's there's amazing a, there's an achievement yeah there's yeah. an achievement for not breaking a single door i've gotten it uh, but I got really? it by accident in the first level. Yeah, do you? I mean, it's so boring. Yeah, I don't though. know if it's, it <laughs> I don't is know if it's in all the levels or if it's just in I that first stage. Yeah, I don't know where you. I, I unlocked but I got it, it in the for first the first stage. stage. Yeah. Somehow, I managed to get through the entire floor without without breaking a single door. I opened the doors that there were, but the breaking and then all of a sudden, of the door stuns the creatures behind it, and it's a super yeah. useful tool. I I yeah. mean, I get it. So I, I you're you're taking a little bit. You're taking, you're adding challenge to it by not utilizing that ability if you if you have to. But but there is, yeah, yeah there's, it's funny you should say that there is actually an achievement you can get for not breaking any of the doors. I've been watching. Um, there's <laughs> a streamer named Drex. Yeah, I've been watching a streamer named Drex uh, play this last couple of days, and uh, he had mentioned that there's actually a challenge room. There's challenge rooms in this game, and mm -hmm. one of the challenge rooms actually fails if you bust the door so you have to yeah. make sure you deliberately not do it by accident which is very tricky when you get in the habit of just you're just going like it feels like this is a game that is fun to, you're not we're not speed runners but you feel like one and you're encouraged in some ways to go fast and part of yeah. that is busting down doors right yep the, the but, funny thing about that challenge room is i don't think it tells you not to break any doors it's just a no. challenge room with a bunch of doors 
And right. so I was I saw all these doors. I was like, maybe I shouldn't break these. <laughs> <laughs> and and to that to the speed run point, when you get to the end, like there's that middle section between each stage that you go through where you can level up your stuff. If you do it in a certain amount of time, it unlocks a door for you that you can get more cells and a random weapon or a random shield or a random talisman or something. So yeah. it does, like you said, but you also there's also a door for now. This took me a bit to get because if you look at the bottom or you look at the bottom right hand screen, you've got yeah, the, the skull. kill count down there. Yeah, yeah. You got the kill. It's a, that's the kill count. So I would get pissed every time. So like, listen, I killed that many enemies. I know I did. No, it's consecutive without kills taking without getting damage. Hit. Yeah. Without Didn't getting know hit. that. Yeah. So there's like you, you there was I've done it. I've done it once or twice where I've gotten like 60 of them and moved on. But of course, my time suffers because I'm being more cautious. So you get I mean, if you're good, yeah. which you can get better with with practice, you could get both doors to unlock and get some really good goodies out of there. But if you're like yeah. me. You pick one or the other. You are the smash doors and, and take damage and get the hell out of there, or you meticulously take out everything you can you can without taking hits. Yeah. Um but it it I like I like that it gives those people an option to be like, if you want to burn through this, you get a reward. If you want to kill everything, you want to you can also get a reward. Or you could yeah. just, you know, do your best and get through it. The first time through a first couple times through a biome, it pays to explore everywhere. There are secret areas of all the biomes and with the DLC, you'd mentioned buying all the DLC, which is great because each DLC adds a couple biomes. So, like for a game that is only basically three stages, but each of those stages picks from a pool of levels, and there's quite a bit of variety, and a lot of those have their own secrets and stuff to find. So it's I like that. I love how it's like if you want to do a fast and speed run, there you go. Or you want to take your time and explore and be cautious, you can do that too. It's 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 a fun mix and it adds to replayability of this game that you have different ways to play for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think even in this run, I found a secret I hadn't found before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like in true Metroidvania have, style, I, there's I, also unlockable items that help you progress later on. Like the first one you get is uh, the ability to grow vines in certain spots. So you can climb vines. There's like a wall jump or climb ability you get later on. And as you find those, it also opens up other areas of the biomes that you, you wouldn't have been able to get to. So it's kind of a neat that does that as well. Yeah, there's a ground smash, and and there's symbols that are like very yeah, the, well the hidden. Yeah, the runes that you have to like keep an eye out for while you're running around. Some of them are more obvious than others, but there are some areas where I've run past it hundreds of times and didn't realize there was a ground smash rune underneath it that takes you to a whole nother level of the biome. I have a lot of accessibility turned on here because I suck at this game. Um, so I have like the full map turned on. Uh, restart level after death. I mean, there's there are so many accessible things in this game that make it make it for someone like me who gets frustrated pretty easily by dying over and over and over again. Except I love Elden Ring. I don't understand that, but you can start the level over again and and keep trying at it. And I think I got stuck on that tower level for probably about an hour before I gave up and <laughs> started over from the beginning. Or or Dracula. The first couple of times I fought Dracula, I was like, Jesus, man. This guy's pissing me off. So it gives you the ability to to learn the level and, and keep playing at it. But it's your build, too. Your build really di dictates how well you're going to do. Because I've gone to death. I've fought death in the DLC. And I've kicked his ass. I've just obliterated him with the right weapons and the right build. But then I've gone back there where I've been like, this build's pretty cool. 
and just gotten annihilated and I can't get past it. So I'm, I'm sure there's ways around it by learning whatever strategy you need to learn. But your your build plays a huge role in a lot of your progression throughout this game. That at least that I've found. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Yeah, to a degree. Um, it it kind of depends on you know various the way you play and all that too. Because uh, I I just kind of face tank death. Yeah. Yeah. Any of the honestly. Yeah. Any of the. The tier one bosses, I guess, round A bosses, I was referring to them earlier. I just kind of face tank them. Uh, the B round bosses, I probably am a little more deliberate about what I do. But for the most part, they're still usually not that hard unless my gear drops have just been garbage that run. Um, it's the final bosses are the ones who usually are tricky for me. The Hand of the King, super easy. Um the queen is a huge pain in the ass, which is funny because she was the first one my brother beat. And he was like, oh, yeah, she was a she was a cakewalk. And I was like, how? She killed me like seven times before I finally beat her. I had more trouble with her than I had with Dracula. <laughs> but you know what it is, though, It's like you you get the weapon combinations that feed off each other. Like you, you get the ones that do extra damage if the enemy is burning. Then you get an item that makes enemies catch on fire or, you know, cause yeah. flame or on, stomp. on the ground or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So when yep. you get those combos together, it really adds up, especially later on. And there's some weapons that are just flat out amazing. One of the um, the cameo items was from uh, what's uh, Deathline Miami or something. I think it was called the baseball. Hotline, bat. Miami. Yeah, Hotline, Hotline, Miami. Miami. Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. That baseball bat is sick. <laughs> Like it's fast. Does I like damage. the baseball bat, and I like the sound it makes too. Yeah. And yes. the, the okay, damage let me, pops let me up. share something with you guys. Yeah, there's. I'm gonna I'm gonna make something fun for you. So I don't know if you guys have ventured into the custom mode. A little bit. Custom mode makes the game even more accessible, but uh, there are a few things that if you turn them on, you won't be able to unlock stem cells from your runs. Uh, one of those things is you have to have at least 20 equipment items. You can choose your equipment pool. You just have to have at least 20 items in the equipment pool to be able to unlock stem cells and get achievements and whatnot. So I did that with a bonk run, as it's called, with the baseball bat. There's a cleaver you can get that's a throwing item that stuns oh, enemies. Oh, I love the cleaver. That item. So you sick. huck the cleaver at him, run up to him, bonk, bonk, bonk. Yeah, and yeah, and yep. uh, if you have the right uh, passive ability chosen, you will replenish all your ammunition every time you kill something. <laughs> so you just huck a knife, bonk them yep. to death. You've got your knives Get your back. Knife back. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I think and I did so, that run. And, and there are even bosses that are susceptible to this. It's great. So you end up making it to where every time you get crits, you're reducing cooldowns on your skills. So you've just, you're throwing skills out left and right, stunning the crap out of things, bonking them to death. It's hilarious and yeah. super fun. There are certain areas that make it trickier, uh, but for the most part, it makes the game super easy and kind of ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty awesome. There's a bunch of items that are hilarious. There's a uh, pan chakus, so frying pan nunchucks, a big right. old giant yeah. bone. I saw someone yep. playing, and there was a, a huge double bladed sword, which is freaking amazing. It was awesome. There's just, yeah. especially the DLC, yeah, there that's... is such a variety of items. And you'd mentioned the nail from Hollow Knight. 
And much like Hollow Knight, it gives you a downward attack where you crit. So, I mean, it takes some getting used to in this game with controls yeah, and downward well, attacking. But it's totally worth mm -hmm. learning because it's amazing when you have it. I used that on Dracula. I think the first time I beat him, I was just bouncing on his head. <laughs> yeah, you can. And it, it, attack, it allows you to swing up, too. So you can you yes. can attack things overhead without having to jump. You can just attack it from the top. Yeah. And you yeah. and it's one of the few weapons that lets you attack while running. Mm -hmm. Oh, does it? Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. well, I got to ask you guys about shields. So I've been told that shields are kind of the OP way of playing this game. I could never get the parrying down. Do you guys okay. use shields in your runs? Nope. You've seen me use shields a ton if you've been watching this video at you've all. Got, yeah, you've, you've been running Alucard's shield. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's an item. I If you see, I actually have the starter shield in my backpack there because right. I just keep that. So there's a it's a it's a it's an idea I developed, and I'm sure lots of people have figured it out. But I figured this out on my own where if you keep that starter shield, the one that you go grab out of the brick but in the corner. Yeah. Um. When you get to the end of the first stage, you can upgrade it for free. It doesn't cost anything to upgrade or reforge. Oh. So I upgrade I it to S. I upgrade it to S tier, and then I reforge it until any attack after a parry is 300% damage. And I either make it cause a bleed, a burn, or a poison, or a freeze as the other thing it does. So every time I parry, I'm doing more than that. And I just keep that in my backpack. So when I dodge, I parry every time. That's always the ability I take. That's crazy. That, that and, That's the kind of theory crafting you do with the builds that makes the game really open up. And it's something you, and when you're first playing, you don't really, you don't think about it. But once that clicks, the, the game completely changes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I started developing strategies for these things and I've kind of found my favorite weapon build, so I've stopped unlocking a lot of weapons for a while. I still find the, the blueprints or whatever, and I just have a ton stockpiled that I haven't unlocked because I've been going for, you know, higher tier drops and uh, outfits because the outfits are fun. I actually have it set up on my custom mode where every time I die, just automatically in a new outfit. That's because cool. it's just fun now like i have so many i see a huge variety of them i, um, I was gonna play probably... vampire survivors after this episode but it sounds like i'm gonna be playing <laughs> Dead Cells in the here. we should talk a bit about the castlevania dlc a bit more because that one thing that that, yes. that opens up is adds a bunch of outfits a bunch of new items uh i gotta call out uh you meet maria pretty early on in the dlc and you unlock maria's fucking cat Maria's fucking cat. Who's one of the, cat is it's so hilarious. It's it does so, so much damage. Oh, it, it does, and it's so yeah. overpowered. Yeah, Look, oh, yeah, I've got the Maria's cat right there. Yeah. yeah, I love Maria's cat. That was one of my favorite yeah. new additions to the game that I picked up. I was like, you get her cat, no shit. And yeah. then it can it runs with you, or it could jump on your back and use it as a different attack, like yeah. while you're running through the area. It's it's yeah. a cool sub weapon. It's great. And then the it only also thing I don't the, like about the cat. Is it'll break doors on its own? Yeah, yeah. Oh, will it? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean that's okay. The other, the other <laughs> item that's hilarious to me is the uh, the Bible, which in you know in Castlevania, you in Vampire Survivors, it orbits you and stuff. But in this, <laughs> it's a big ass book, and you slam it in the face of the enemy, and you combo yeah. it. It does really good damage. It just yep. and it's if you do manage to hit yeah. with that second or third hit combo, you get a Bible flying around you. Yeah. Yep. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yep. pretty funny. 
they, they yeah, keep, there's they definitely keep a lot of, of the lore and and a lot of the uh the original stuff in it if you it, once you like show it off or whatever i like the holy yeah. water too i like the cross i, I like all the holy of the, cross is good mm-hmm. the now i have a question for you guys um before we dig further do you guys have a color stat you tend to go for you know red is brutality Green is survival and purple is tactics. Do you guys have a I'm all, preference? I'm all brutality. I'm all kinds of brutality. Yeah, I shouldn't be, but I'm brutality. But I try and I try and I try and extend it because you know you get too much of one thing, your hitch your HP percentage doesn't go up as high. So if you spread it around, no, it does. More, it well, yes and no, not as much. Um, yeah, no, not as much. Yeah. No, it's it's well, yeah. You you want to really focus on one stat. And then anytime you get one of the other scrolls that doesn't give you that stat, just take the one that gives you the more hit points. Okay. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, that's, that's the what way I to do usually it. Do. But yeah. I, I almost never go for tactics. And in my custom build, I've limited it to where basically everything that drops, I'm either going to end up going a brutality build or a survival build. Yeah. I'm the same. The traps, which come with the tactics, the purple abilities, I almost never like using them. Um, like I just, they just don't work well for me. The grenades and and the, the the blade spinny thing and all that, they just don't work for me. Survival is the mostly the range weapons uh, and Maria's cat, <laughs> so I like those quite a bit. But I'm like with Chard, brutality, usually what I go with. Um, but if I want to try a bow build, then I'll I'll go tactic or uh, survival, but mostly brutality. I do like the abilities that deep, are split uh... between colors because when they're split between colors. It kind of the more you take of one color, it kind of expands. So right. you're not totally penalized for not you taking can get that colorless color. stuff too. That that allows yes. for a little bit more variety yeah. as well. Yeah, I always try to see where Wolf is all about his shields and the OP shield run. I like having a ranged weapon on me because sometimes I don't want to get close. But I bet if I got better with shields, oh. then it wouldn't freaking matter. But if you I, get the I, armadillo pack, so I don't. I'm, like, I'm guessing you don't have the armadillo pack. Oh, you're no, gonna want to no, get the armadillo pack. That's the, that's the thing. I I think I got it before I got the first stem. Uh, I don't remember where it dropped, but it was somewhere my brother almost never goes, so that's why he hadn't seen it yet either. Uh, but the armadillo pack makes it so every time you dodge, you also parry with the mm. shield that's in your. Oh, backpack. that's a game changer. Yeah. Yes. So that's why yeah. I do that with that basic shield and just make it like really overpowered for what it is. And that's like, no matter what, I've got a decent shield as soon as I beat the first area. Yeah. I do some yeah, like I dodge all the time, but the pairing was never something I could do. I gotta look for that pack. Sorry, on. vampire survivors. <laughs> I'm gonna be busy with dead cells tonight. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's it's like you see, every time I dodge, that little arc shows up in front of me. So I'm parrying at the same time I dodge. And it's super okay. handy. It 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 combines both life saving mechanics into one button push. So. Right. <laughs> easy mode. That's what that is. Yeah. 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 It's easy now, mode. Yeah. So you're gonna want to do that, and then uh, with that, like whatever you have in your main hands, just use. It's you're free to not have to have a shield on you at all times in one of those hands. It's great. Right. I just need to okay. be better about the parrying part. Um, going back to so going back to the Castlevania DLC specifically, then it adds okay. two zones or three zones. Two technic. Well, okay. if that you, depends on how deep you want to get. So, so we got, we got zone, before you right? get into that, because you're going to say, okay, so the one zone, and I made this mistake, and maybe other people listening to this are having the same problem. 
the one zone, if you visit it early, because you can visit right off the opening thing, you can't visit it later on to get the true right. end boss, right? Correct. So you're kind of expected your first time through to go through the castle outskirts and then find your way into Dracula's castle. And then as you're, you know, once you beat that and you're headed up to see actually Dracula, the game is like, ah, 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 you fucked up. You're going to see death instead. Yeah. So right. you get pulled down to the necropolis. You got to fight death. So that's three areas. If you want to be technical two levels, really. And then the boss region, a boss area, right? So the boss area, eh. but, um, you'll find out after you do that the first time you get to talk to Alucard. And as long as you read what he says, you'll kind of learn that you need to go after the clock tower, which is a round B area. And if you go after the clock tower, because there's a clock tower at Castlevania, it has some sort of effect on how things work. And now death can't pull you down to the necropolis. You can actually get into Dracula's castle and go see Dracula. Right. And, and it fits because clock tower is like a, is a trope in Castlevania games, right? There's always a clock tower in the yeah. Castlevania games. Right. Yeah. And you can, uh, the outfits that you can unlock from Castlevania, there's just so many of them. You get like you see me running around in Death's outfit. Like this is his second or third one because it's red instead of the purple. But you can unlock Alucard's outfit. You can unlock Simon, Trevor, Maria, Hector. Do you guys even yeah. know who Hector is? Who's Hector? I know him from the, the anime. He's the guy yeah, that does he's, the reanimation, right? Yeah, he's the one from, from uh, uh, Curse of the Moon. GBAs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. From no, the Game Boy. Not version. GBA, PS2. Oh, GB, P, was it PS2? Yeah. Curse of the Moon is there? Curse of, no, yeah, Curse of Darkness. Curse of Darkness, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh he's the main character from Curse of Darkness. You you get multiple outfits of some of these characters. What's interesting is that when you play as Dracula or Death or Maria or Simon Trevor, any of these, you actually get the head. So they have a face. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they look human instead of having this disembodied thing, like, you know, with just the flaming head or whatever it happens to be, the smoke or whatever. It's kind of cool. And a uh, neat little tidbit, depending on the character you show up to visit Dracula with, he has different things to say. Oh, does he? That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're often very entertaining, so it's worth visiting him with multiple different character outfits. Yeah, but they do the whole trope. They do the whole what's what is a man a miserable pile of secrets and he throws the fucking the wine yeah he does that for one of them get there he does the, well, uh -huh. the, the first time i saw him is he did the whole that whole trope yeah if you're not people. wearing a castlevania related outfit that's what he does um and i'll give you the least spoilery one because it's just funny and nothing else really if you show up in his outfit He's like, you fucking imposter, just because you're wearing what I'm wearing doesn't mean you get my powers. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So it's stuff like I, that. It's it's really, it's very tongue-in-cheek humor with that, and it still feels like a good, proper Castlevania experience, right? Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. The enemies in there are, are perfect for the game. There's so much. There's so much cool callback to that game where you're like, "That's really neat." I'm really glad that yeah. they, they leaked one, that. In. One of the lore rooms is a save shape thing from the from Symphony yeah. of the Night. I, yeah, that's hilarious to yeah, me. Octagon or whatever. Yeah. If you have the um, if you have the accessibility option where you respawn turned on, 
you respawn at that room if you found it in a run, right. which I think is yeah. a hilarious little small little thing. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I didn't know that because I don't take yeah. that skill. There's the, I had it on for a little bit. There's the dancing ghosts too. There's an area yeah. in the castle where you can see the dancing ghosts, like that yeah. they're just spinning yeah. around, and you, and you just sit there and watch them. I I don't know if there's anything beyond just sitting and watching them do their thing. Um, I think it actually here it is. I, oh no, that's the bleeding. The bleeding, yeah, you get the bleeding mask. Yeah, yeah. Own mask. Yeah. Uh, but I think the one where you watch them dance, it often gives you some sort of buff. Hmm. Oh, does it? Because uh, okay. I've gotten like double cell, double cell drops after that and stuff like that before. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you can also find Legion <laughs> in one of the rooms. Mm -hmm. The old, the boss made of a ton of bodies is a big sphere. Oh, okay. And uh, it'll usually drop food that uh, is tainted. <laughs> I love that. I don't think I've seen Legion yet. I read about it, but I hadn't seen it yet. And yeah. your if you chose it as a, your final area instead of your round A area, um, you'll find Richter in that gold area that just ran by on the screen back there. Um, it's a doorway that leads to where he's locked up. Yep. And the that. second time you go there, you get an extra little area where you get to play as Richter. Oh, that's cool. I and you gone unlock, there there's stuff to unlock in Richter mode, so course check it is. out. Are the moves different, or is it just your your same weapons you already had when you're you playing as Richter? You play as Richter. Like, it, it oh, plays like Richter Castlevania. So you, okay. your jumps mean it. <laughs> you got the slow whip. You Commit. play as Commit. like it's... Yeah, it's, it's, you don't play the... You play it like a Castlevania, not like Dead Cells, and it really throws you off. <laughs> yeah, I imagine because they they even though there's a lot of influence on Dead Cells from Castlevania, it does not necessarily play. The speed is totally different. Right? right? There's no oh, knock. There's quicker. no knockback like Castlevania likes to throw. Way you. quicker. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. So yeah, this this Char, DLC I don't know is wild. If you ever figured out those doors with the circles on them, I did. did? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I still I don't have my cells to do it with, but I know I yeah. somebody came and, and told me about it while we were playing it once. And I went, okay. oh, I think it was Sarconius told me about it because I was like, what do these doors even do? And of course, I'm like, somebody tell me what these freaking doors do, please. I don't know what these doors do. <laughs> and they're like, Jesus, all right. The, the, spoiler, you have to do this to get it. Oh, it's not that big a spoiler, it's, but it's I think it's fine to say. Yeah, the game leaves a leaves a lot to, for you to wonder the first time you're playing. I'll give it that. By the way, I, I I looked back through my Steam account. Turns out I've had this game since August 2017, and I had only played four hours before I started playing it again. <laughs> you know, well, that's basically just after early access high. started in May. Yeah, a couple months after. And my favorite yeah, thing about the startup of this before we started the podcast was Jayco's. You know, I thought I was the expert at this with my nine hours of play. <laughs> Now I've got you and we've got, I've got you at 20 something hours and then Wolf at 120 something hours. Damn it. I, I just, <laughs> I don't get it. Well, like Vampire Survivors, I'm like, I'm telling you guys how fucking awesome Vampire Survivors is. Yeah. And I played, I'm thinking I played it for like a good 10 hours. Oh, I put so much of this game. And then you guys come along with like 60 hours. <laughs> like, like, 150 right, okay. something achievements, you know, no big deal. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm an expert. <laughs> Elden Ring all over again with my 90 hours in Elden Ring, thinking I'm so special with 90 hours and Char's got 300 plus. It's like, oh, it's hey, okay. Well, it's okay. Know, yeah, I'm thorough. Right. What can I say? Yeah. 
but <laughs> this uh, Castlevania well, yeah, DLC though is something else. Like the you can cool. tell that the company when they when they got this rights, they went they just loved it. They dumped not just one or two tracks, but like all the Castlevania <laughs> tracks are in this game. But the uh, the two different music yeah, modes, got... there's, there's the 16-bit plus, you know, music from Castlevania, but also the 8-bit stuff is there too. Like they they this incorporate everything. It's just so great. Yeah, so the way it works is, you know, they've got the basic soundtrack for the game. And if you play through with the basic soundtrack, they've got their own versions of the Castlevania songs that they made for the game. And then if you play through with the 8-bit soundtrack, when you go to the Castlevania areas, you get uh, NES tunes or I think one, like the, one of the tunes that they play in between stages they made uh, from a Symphony of the Night tune to sound 8-bit. And then right. if you play with just the Castlevania soundtrack, you get music from, you know, Super Nintendo era, you got uh, PlayStation era, you got PS2, uh, I think Game Boy Advance, DS, like it pulls from everything. I think Rondo of Blood sound is in there, or one of the tracks from there is in it That's as well. Like it's, it's pretty, they pull pretty good across the various franchises, or various games. Yeah, and honestly, the Castlevania soundtrack, as, as good as the soundtrack is in general for Dead Cells, I am partial to playing with the Castlevania soundtrack. Well, I yeah. just I feel like it yeah. keeps the, the tone of the gameplay a little better than the the slower, more ambient style of music that the game tends to have on its own. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. It's cool, but it's never as cool as the original, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's a cool little mix up, but I I really I, as much as I appreciate that they did it, I'd, I'd still rather listen to the originals because they're they're timeless they're classic you know they're they're really solid yeah so. but i like their spin i like that they took the the, mm -hmm. the the dead cells theme and then manipulated it with the 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 basic uh music behind it and i i was like yeah i like i just sat there and listened to it when i first started when i first got in the first castle level i was like fuck yeah this is this is solid <laughs> yeah yeah this I know most of the DLCs have been five bucks, I think, but this one is the first one that's ten dollars. But if this is what they offer for ten dollars, sign me up. Like, it's a love is there letter. Any other like it's yeah, it's a, a it, totally a love letter. Is there any other franchises you would love to see them incorporate in the Dead Cells if they were given the chance? Yes. You know, I've been kind of okay. You tell me what it, what's yours. This is going to sound stupid because it doesn't really go along with it, but it it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> But Mega like Man? a Metroid, like a Metroid oh. skin. Yeah. Oh, Metroid. Yeah. Well, I mean, Nintendo's been licensing stuff out a little. The only thing mm -hmm. is it would have to be limited to just the Switch, and I don't think Motion Twin would want to do that. No, right. Probably not. It, it's it's a damn shame that they that they couldn't get away with it, but it would be definitely kind of cool to get to get the Samus skins and and the Ridley yeah. skins and 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 fight you know Crane yeah. and all that stuff and just like one or two levels of, of extra stuff. I don't know how you do it because I know a lot of this game is... <laughs> hack and slash it does i mean you do get the laser gun you get the laser gun i mean yes. laser sword a little from bit from hyper light drifter so yeah you get a laser gun there's yeah. a pistol there they actually added like firearms to the game in one of the dlcs and they're actually fun to play mm -hmm. with there's one where yeah you can shoot and when you run out of ammo use the sword version of it and you get ammo back it's a really cool combo right. weapon so i could see it that'd be fun to do so, zelda could work too zelda would be cool that'd be an excellent one too zelda 2 influence but, uh... yeah yeah Stepping away from Nintendo a little bit, 
part of me keeps thinking of Mega Man, which would work even less just because, you know, <laughs> it's all firearms. Unless you yeah. think of like zero and stuff like that. But uh honestly, like I don't know, maybe like Strider, Ninja Gaiden. Strider yes. cool. Ninja Gaiden even is where I was Gaiden thinking. Cool. Yeah. Gaiden like, would be cool. Yeah. Capcom has some properties because I think even Street Fighter could be incorporated into this somehow or Mortal Kombat, you know? If they got yeah. the licensing deal, they could incorporate a whole area based around oh, you know, give me Darkstalkers from Mortal Kombat. Give me Darkstalkers. Let's fucking Dark go. Darkstalkers. Oh, yeah, Dark the, the yeah, art style perfect. already fits. Oh, yes. That would yeah. be great. The tropes are already there. You already got it. Yeah. yeah. And there's a fireball get away move with in the game already. Your, a, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you can get away with it because you've already done the Castlevania stuff, so you already have a Dracula-esque. You yeah. already have Dracula in it, so I don't know if you can get away with some of that, but I mean, having the having the cat girl and... and uh, Oh, yeah, uh, Felicia. Felicia, and then... Um, Morgan. And Morgan, yeah. Morgan, yeah, Morgan. <laughs> having them just running around as, with skins, would this would sell like hotcakes throughout this entire yeah. game. You know that, yeah. Dark so, Dark Stalker yeah. is another franchise where they it's been dormant for too long. Like there's a, I think, I yeah, think I one or two of the characters was in the recent Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom game, I think. But I've yeah. I've been wanting Dark Stalker's game proper for years now, and maybe with Street Fighter Six right. doing well, we'll see. But but yeah, that's another property has been forgotten. So yeah, two, but I mean, I actually I found the, an arcade version on Steam that allows me to play like three of them and a bunch of different Capcom, like lost uh, fighting, fighting stick games. And they look yeah. like the original that it's not like, it's not like you, a PlayStation version or something. They look like the old yeah. arcade version. And it'd be nice to see somebody pick that up and put it in something like this, I think, and give a little homage yeah. to it. I, I Is that, would that be considered a hidden gem? <laughs> Dark stalkers, uh, GP's rules. Probably. <laughs> Street Fighter would be a hidden gem to GP. Nobody's heard of that. Bro, one. the guy thinks Star Wars is a, is a hidden gem. Let's let's be honest. Darkstalkers has never gotten the love from Capcom as like a lot of their other IPs yeah. have, though. Like it's they usually get cool stuffed into other stuff. Theory. Like the Darkstalkers. Ever since yeah. Darkstalkers two, I think they've really just kind of been stuffed into like Puzzle Fighter or Pocket Fighter yeah. or uh, what's the other thing that. Uh, Marvel Capcom stuff like that, yep. right? Like, yeah, they don't really get their and, own games anymore. No. And Marvel vs. Capcom, I think it was they're just repurposing sprites, so it's not nearly the same thing. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Dark right. Suckers again. So, all right, well, Dead Cells, fantastic, and it's only gotten better since release. I mean, it came out in 2017 with early access. 2018, if you want to be technical, with the full release, we're in 2023, and this game still slaps. It still holds up. We're talking about like roguelikes as a genre or even just Metroidvanias. This game is still incredibly impactful and relevant. And it's it's definitely a standard. Like I've I've been playing a few different indie games in the last few weeks, and I still feel myself coming back to this one. Like this this one is so polished and feels so good. This is a game where, like you've said, Chart, it makes you feel like a badass. It's because the controls are so tight and so solid. Added yes. fantastic music, yeah. graphics are fun, the humor. And there's just so much replayability. Oh, like I, I lost count of how many items are in this game. There's the whole package here, especially with the DLC, is amazing. It really is. Yeah, like I think the art deserves a little bit of conversation too, because yeah, it, hell yeah, it's all sprite artwork and it's gorgeous. Yes. It's so smoothly animated, and like you even talk about how many outfits the main character has, right? 
and every single one of them is fully animated. That's a ton of work. And yes, you know, some of them are as simple as just a slight tweak and recolor. And some of them are like brand new, fresh styles of outfit. And they're all so well animated. It's great. Like it's, it's just wild to be. And I mean, some of them are a little uh, easier to animate than others, like the snowman, you know, but <laughs> it's still cool though. <laughs> or Santa. There's a Santa Claus. Santa's outfit. Cool. Uh-huh. I see yeah, what you I did there. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, tch. unintentional puns. That's what I get for being dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome no but yeah this is how clean everything looks in this game it's it's very visually appealing there's it's mm-hmm. audibly visually and play style appealing there's there's very little about dead cells that's not like chef's kiss throughout the entire thing it's yeah, it is very it's... challenging at first once you once you start to get the groove and you get the levels up and you start getting the cooler weapons and whatnot, then it really, you know, really opens up for you, of course. So you just have to be, you have to be patient. You have to, you can't be impatient when you start playing this game because it's, it's going to be tough to start, but the more you grind and the more you play, the more you're rewarded and, and the further you can get. And then you get all of Wolf's cool fucking costumes and, and cool (laughs) a la carte related weapons and, and, and all the stuff, the stuff you can find throughout there. There's some cool whips and stuff out there that you can play with that are from other DLCs that are neat. There's a lot of really cool uh, synergistic things that you can combine to make the game just, just rock. And uh, oh, there's you just whips in the game. I've been getting whips. Really? Are, yeah. So there's, yeah. there's two whips that I've seen. Uh, one seems to be like, it's from a different DLC or the main game. The other yeah. is from Castlevania. It's the vampire killer. And you actually get an achievement for killing Dracula with the vampire killer. Mm. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I've only right. seen the one whip. <laughs> I haven't seen the new one for Castlevania. I've seen that it's the, it's like the electric looking whip. And, and when you oh, whip the yes. water, it, yeah. it gets the water in it. And it's, and it's, Oh, it's that cool one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. one. That's the only one that I've Okay, the other whip I was thinking of is the whip sword, which feels like it's inspired oh, yeah, by yeah, Ivy yeah. from uh, I guess I can, yeah. oh, Soul, Soul Calibur. Calibur. So you can mm-hmm. switch okay. between sword and whip with that weapon. So it, it eats both slots, and so the second slot is switch between them. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yep. All right, guys. Well, so yeah. Dead Cells. I don't think I need to tell anybody to go play Dead Cells, and many people have, but if, if anybody's yes. like us who may have played it when it first came out and kind of haven't gone back to it, it is so worth going back to now, especially after this DLC. Very much uh, so. you guys have any last words you Great. want to mention about Dead Cells? No, I'm sorry that my computer went Dead Cells for a little bit, guys. No. My apologies for that. That's nothing, <laughs> right. nothing more embarrassing than that, so my apologies. All right. um, Wolf? I would say don't be afraid to look up things you're missing. <laughs> if you're curious about something, look yes. it up because there's so much to be found in this game. Even when you find out where something is, it's still a challenge to get it a lot of times. Um, some yeah, cases, sure. it's literally just a small percentage chance drop from a specific enemy that will only appear and you know when it's a full moon and you know it's not that specific, but you have to like have so many stem cells active to get that thing to drop or you know, do it as a round B instead of round A or whatever. But yeah, it's, (laughs) there's a lot to find. Don't be afraid to look stuff up because even with looking stuff up, I still probably haven't found half the things in the game. 
right? Yeah, I'm less worried about spoilers than Dead Cells. It's just still still fun to play regardless. It just really is a great time. Okay. Uh, before we go, we got one more thing. We have to do it. So I don't know if you guys are prepared for it or not, but it's Press Beast Top 100. We each need to nominate a game. You guys got like 30 seconds to think of one. I'm going to cop out this week, and I'm going to pick an easy one. I'm going to pick Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario Brothers 3 on Nintendo Entertainment System. So while you guys are thinking of your pick, I'm going to talk about it. I love The Wizard. The Wizard is one of the best movies, I think. Oh, my gosh. With Fred Savage. Come on, man. How can you not like The Wizard? Anyway, this, this movie sold me on Mario Brothers 3. I didn't know it existed until I saw this movie. And it was years after that I got a chance to buy Mario Brothers 3. The number of power-ups. I think this was on my top five games episode, actually. If it wasn't, it should be. I think this is better than Mario World, personally, although there's an argument for both. But the variety of power-ups, the Tanuki suit turns into a freaking statue. The raccoon suit is like something that's iconic even to this day. The various Koopa kids, just the various worlds. Like This is the game that set the template for every Mario game going forward in terms of like the worlds and different themes. It's so good. I love Mario Bros. 3, and it's a game that I play even today. And I could play the original NES version. I could play the, the updated uh, Super Mario All-Stars version. Both are fantastic. So for me, Super Mario Bros. 3 has to be nominated for the top 100 list of Press B. How about you guys? Um, Can I go next, Wolf? Can I are go you ready? Next? Okay, if you're ready, yeah. go ahead. I might cop out a little bit and use some of our current episode to... I, I, this should count. If it doesn't, tell me if it doesn't. But I want to go Symphony of the Night, to be honest with you. Um, um, adding, yeah, that came out in the 90s, Adding right? Alucard. Yeah, that, 95, yeah, I believe. It's, there we go. Okay, perfect. Beautiful. I'm picking Symphony <laughs> of the Night. Symphony of the Night is uh, it's, it's a different spin. It's it. It's, a, it's an RPG version of the, Castlevania, of the Castlevania game. And you played as a whole different character without a whip. You played with Alucard for the first time. And Alucard is an awesome character to play as all the different spells and the magic and him being able to turn into the bat. And, and it's the Metroidvadian. It really kind of got things going with it where you can go and find all the different things to progress throughout the game. I love Symphony of the Night. I think it's a spectacular. It's probably my favorite Castlevania out of the entire series. Um, and I like what it did to make it an action RPG uh, instead of doing the same old, you know, the, the winch rinse wash repeat of, going and finding the third level whip, finding a, a, a secondary weapon and going through. We actually leveled everything up and there were drops all over. You could you could find special drops to uh, to Wolf's point. Like he just said, you had to find a certain enemy at a certain time with a 1% chance when the moon is full. It had the upside down castle, which is a, a huge trope. And, and it brought so much to the Castlevania series for the future. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody knows what is a man... A, nothing but a miserable pyro of secrets that just rings throughout the retro community, no matter where you go. So yeah. my opinion that symphony in the night absolutely has to be in the top 100. I got the mister running in behind me in the background. And when the PlayStation core got added to the mister, it was the first game I was playing. That was symphony. It was night. the first I game symphony I badged night. on yeah. RA too. I, I yeah. want to bring two more points to what you're saying. One, uh, before people jump down my throat, correcting me, know that Sinistar already has, it came out in 97. <laughs> <laughs> uh secondly uh as far as the uh the statement of you know during a full moon blah 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 uh my preferred version of this game is for the sega saturn nocturne in the moonlight it, it added a couple yeah. areas but it also actually made use of the internal clock so 
the things yep. that would only work, you know, between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. would only work between 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. <laughs> and vice versa instead of right. X amount of hours on the clock, right? That was, it was kind of cool. A little frustrating when you're playing at like five o'clock and the hour rolls over and all of a sudden <laughs> Alucard's much weaker. Like, ah, crap, right. I got to change. But, <laughs> but I mean, that's a cool feature. That, it was, that it was a cool feature. Yes, it's neat. Right, so. Yeah. Um, so my game, interestingly enough, by coincidence, another Konami game, even though they don't make a whole lot of those anymore, yeah. Suikoden. The first one. Ah, okay. Now, yeah. I know there's a lot of love for Suikoden 2, but my issue with that one versus the first one is just the amount of translation errors. It it did like gameplay wise, sure, but it had so much translation issue that it shouldn't have had that the first one didn't. So I got to go with the first one. Um, it it really set the tone for a whole franchise of games that there were six of them, I believe. Isn't Maybe seven. Yeah. What? So yeah, I think there's six of them. So there's so we could end one through wow. five. Yep. Uh one and two were on PlayStation One. Yeah, I knew uh, of those. Three one and, and two. Four. I think three and four were on PS2. Maybe just three was on PS2, because I think some of them were on PS3. Wow. Um and then there was also so we could end tactics on the DS, I believe. Yeah, Chart's favorite sure. form of RPG. Oh, I love those TRPGs. <laughs> Hidden gems they are. Hidden gems they are, yeah. <laughs> but it was like it was not a, like a lot of people think of it as, you know, this was the game you played if you could not wait for a really good RPG at the end of summer for Final Fantasy 7, right? Cuz right. so we go to Wild Arms were out at the beginning of the summer. They were there to play. So shit, yeah, I played them. But yeah. What uh, hit in so many good ways that the sprite art was amazing. The story was really strong and it told a story about a character who, you know, he struggles with his allegiance to his dad versus his wanting to do what's right. And while the main character never says a damn thing, you know, his close friends around him who know his father sort of tell this story for you. But then you also like you experience loss in that game. I fucking cried at this game at age 15. Like, <laughs> I didn't know the story was that good. I, I've heard of this game. I've yep. never played it. I always wanted to, though. Oh, man. But, yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about this game. Nobody has okay. said you shouldn't play this. I Doing my RPG runs and stuff, people are always like, when are you going to play Soi Kuden? Uh, it's, it's one of T-Girly. It's T-Girly's favorite RPG, if not if not game. She talks about and it incessantly. So it's it's on the list to go through. It definitely needs to I've, be played. I've played through this game three full times. Um, the last two times I played it were both trying to do a certain task that I will not spoil here because I know you guys haven't played it. If you know the task, you know the task. If you don't, it's because you haven't played the game and that's fine. But both times I fucked up doing that task like minutes before you're supposed to do something right. I, or I accidentally saved at the wrong time and screwed oh, myself no. over. Didn't make a second save file. And Oof. completely hosed hours and hours and hours of effort. And twice I did that. <laughs> do you, so do if you you're see familiar a place... with what I'm talking about, you know how much yeah. that hurts. Do you see a place of where this and Wild Arms would be in our top 100 list, you think? Uh, Wild Arms 1 has not aged well. Um, yeah, okay. There are other entries in the Wild Arms franchise that I like a lot more. 
I might actually okay. submit one. I have to go back and give it a little playthrough to see if uh, I still feel that way about it. But I might submit a Wild Arms in the future. Okay. I know one. I think an episode I'd love to do in the future at some point is the like generations of RPGs battle, like the eight bit RPGs on NES versus sixteen bit on SNES, probably, and then versus PlayStation. Like SNES and PlayStation especially had their own suite of RPGs that would be fun, I think, to pit against each other. So maybe for next year's March Radness or something. It's going to be tough going up against Legend of Dragoon. I mean, that game is spectacular, which, spoiler, might I wish I could have played it. The copy I bought had no disc one, and I lost the receipt <laughs> between the... I lost the receipt between the register and my car. Wow. <laughs> That's, wow. that's uh I'm yeah that's fate's fuck you <laughs> all right it's a guys. great game a hidden gem probably because i didn't even hear that one before until you mentioned it so that's a real hidden gem. really Take no oh speed. my god everybody <laughs> no, knows legend of Dragoon. everybody knows legend of dragoon yeah legend of dragoon is a classic really is, is that the hidden game gem the... like final fantasy tactics is a hidden gem <laughs> yeah. no is it the one where there's like big <laughs> army Maybe battles against night, each other too. is it like the one with what? big armies fighting each other no no, are you Legend of Dragon Force? I have to look this up. I've never, I've not heard you're of this. You're thinking game. of Dragon you've never Force. Never heard of Legend of Dragoon. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be the Final Fantasy killer on PS One. Obviously, it wasn't. Was it? Yeah, it tried it, to be. Oh. It's a great okay. series. It's a great. Well, not series. It's one game. It's a great game. It's a phenomenal RPG. Really well. Yeah. Done. It <laughs> when you look at it, it looks like it belongs alongside Final Fantasy. Sinistar knows okay. Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, Jake. Sinistar in chat saying he knows of Legend oh, Dragoon. Boy. He didn't have a console. Nah, we're in <laughs> We're in trouble Sunday. Like, all right. Well, like if you if you didn't know Legend of Lagaya or something, call that a hidden gem. I get it, but yeah, not that's fair. Legend Dragon. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Okay. All right, guys. This has been great. Uh Wolf, anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh no. I keep saying I'll do a thing. Eventually I'll do a thing. <laughs> Once I've done a thing, enough. I'll let you guys know. Okay. Jared, how about you? Uh, you guys know what I'm doing, but Jake, announce what we're doing. Right. So if you guys are watching us uh, live here on YouTube on Fridays at oh, 8.30, yeah. 5.30 uh, Pacific, uh, Chard and I, this Sunday in a couple days, over on twitch.tv slash smite, S-M-I-G-H-T. Uh, Smite's been a streamer on Twitch for quite a long time. He does a, a weekly game show on Twitch called Arcade Pit. If you've not seen Arcade Pit, you Stop right now. Stop this episode. It's okay. I won't hold it against you. And go watch Arcade Pit. It's uh, two teams of two going against each other in retro challenges live on his channel. Uh, there's trivia, music trivia, drawing contests, and it's all video game retro related. It's a blast to play on. I've been out once before. Did horribly. That's why I'm bringing my ringer. I'm bringing in Chart, who's going to beat all the game <laughs> challenges for us. And I'll somehow Your do the ringer. drawing in my stick fingers the only th but yeah the only thing i'm gonna bring to is you man <laughs> if anybody's getting if anybody's getting played it's you <laughs> charles charles gonna make me play donkey Kong country and be really bitter about it on on the stream but anyway i'll make if, sure i link this on our it, twitter you're, and you're discord done. but yeah i'm done <laughs> but definitely check us out in arcade pit i figured it'd be a fun time so and it's, it's free promo right so um, and then for myself, I what do I have videos? Oh, I'm still working through Battletoads. I can do the first three stages of Battletoads. The first three, hitless, hitless. Arctic Caverns, fuck every ice like level 12, ever. 
quoting. I think there's 12 story. levels in there, but yeah, you're doing great. Well, I'm three levels in. It's good. Wait I'm till you get to Inferno, it. buddy. God, I know. Well, Inferno is as far as I made it when I first played the game. So I know I can okay. eventually get there, but right now the wait till is tubes, buddy. Wait, yeah, wait to Klinger Winger, buddy. Klinger Winger is where I'm really worried, but anyway, I'm still working through Battletoads, so I will finish it sometime this year. <laughs> There's no shame in um, pause buffering through Klinger Winger. I'd like to point that I, out. You know nope. what? I should mention, I actually had started Final Fantasy 3 for this NES. <laughs> and then after I had recorded for about an hour, I went and played back and I realized there was no game sound. So I have to start over. <laughs> That's oh, no. why I haven't I done wish, a thing yet. I kind of wish Doom didn't have game sound, so... <laughs> Well, that's the thing. So if we do a quick Sisyphean check, I'm I'm three levels into my game. Chard, you're giving up on Doom, sounds like, right? Getting there. I'm getting there. It's yeah. only April. I still got a yeah, still you got, got eight, what, months. eight months left. Seven and, and a half. Time. Yeah. And then Sinistar is still playing through Crow and Trigger. He's he's stuck at one part, but hopefully he finishes it. I hope he finishes it. And then GP he has did. not started his penultimate run. <laughs> we'll see when he starts that. He's a busy Wolf man. He'll get up. to it. Yeah, yeah. And you're doing Final Fantasy VI. I hope you finish Final Fantasy VI. That game is fantastic. I, I think I will. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, check. I feel like I need to well, go to it's the good doctor. to do once in a while. We haven't done it in a while. We were so busy with March Madness or Radness. Yeah. I screwed it up even after yeah. five episodes. Anyway. We'll get us sued. That's true. <laughs> Don't sue us, NCAA. <laughs> All right, guys. We are Presby to Cancel. Please check us out on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform from iTunes to Amazon Music to Google. Uh, like, anybody want to throw us out? Any final parting words before I hit the stop recording? Uh, yeah, I can I can throw something in there from uh, Dead Cells that if you haven't seen it, you're going to love when you do. Go you are an incorrigible ass. <laughs> Thank you.